On this episode of the This Is Believing podcast, I am welcoming back Anderson Pickard. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Excited to talk uh, talk some more baseball today. Yeah, I figured, you know, now's a good time to bring you back because baseball seems like it's coming back, might be coming back, and we have a more solid idea of how things are going to be running in regards to this shortened 60-game schedule. And one of the things I want to get your opinion on is... We have this idea. They have the schedule. Certain leagues are facing each division. Which division do you think is best suited to face its interleague counterparts? So maybe the Central, East, West. Which one do you think is the you know best suited for uh, this upcoming season? Yeah, I would say either the uh, NL Central or the AL East. Um, you know, the NL Central is or the AL Central is pretty uh, you know top heavy and bottom heavy. So the top is stacked, uh, whereas the bottom is you know pretty weak um so i think that could be cool to see that uh i think those nl central teams specifically the cardinals i'm thinking of could really uh do a good job you know get some easy not easy but get some good wins against the royals and the tigers uh you know balance out a bit against the white Sox, and then really prove themselves against the twins and indians um you know to to uh to you know take advantage of those interleague games and, uh, you know, the, the new opponents, uh, you know, not, not playing them usually every year. So taking advantage of those new opponents. And then the AL East uh, should be uh, pretty good. You know, the Braves are obviously a very tough opponent, uh, as they will be for several years to come. And then the Mets, Phillies, and Nationals are all really interesting because they seem like they've got the roster in place to get the job done. Uh, specifically, the Mets and Phillies have fallen short in recent years, whereas the Nationals obviously won the World Series. But seem like they're going to come back down to earth this year after, uh, you know, losing Anthony Rendon and just, just, you know, doesn't quite seem like they're going to be poised for a World Series run. So I think that'll be, you know, not necessarily as suited to AL East, but I think just more interesting to see how that turns out. Um, I, I really am excited to see the Yankees, the Blue Jays, um, and the Rays, and maybe even the Red Sox and Orioles uh, take on those uh, NL East teams this year. Yeah, it really seems like the NL Central uh, is going to have uh, an advantage when it comes to, you know, facing the AL Central. Uh, the NL Central is a, a stacked division. You know, outside of the Pirates, any one of those teams could win that division. Uh, and playing games against the Tigers and the Royals and maybe the White Sox, I don't know what the White Sox could be. They could be bad again. They could be much better. Uh, they seem to be one of those teams where it's a coin flip. But those games against those inferior opponents will pretty much decide that division because it's just going to be a dogfight the entire time. Um, the East, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's an interesting one because all those teams in the NL East are, outside the Marlins, they seem to have a potential for a high ceiling, but there's also potential for a very low floor for what their season's going to be. It, there's such just a wide range of outcomes, I feel, for those teams. Right, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, and like I said, those the the one team that I'm really excited to watch is the Nationals. Not necessarily excited to see them because they're reigning World Series champions, but just because you know they were the wild card team last year, and their roster this off season arguably got worse. Mm -hmm. So if they were the wild card team last year, does that mean they'll miss the playoffs this year? But then with that in mind, does that really mean the World Series champions will miss the playoffs? So. It's, it's hard to tell because they had that great run, uh, you know, in the second half of their season and then in the playoffs, but their roster got worse. So it'll, it's, it, it'll be cool to see how that all works. And then, of course, what happens in a 60-game season for them compared to 162 games, because we all know 
if it were if they uh, had a 60 game season last year, they would have really struggled. Yeah, uh, they were not good. They were 19 and 31 at the 50 game mark. Uh, I don't remember what their mark was at 60, but it couldn't have been much better. So <clears throat> it's going to be a very interesting 60 game season if there is a season, uh, which we all hope. Which brings us to our next topic, I guess, is uh, the testing process and players opting out. The testing process seems to be not going well. Uh, teams seem to have uh, not trouble just getting the initial test started and you know the second test coming back, and players don't even know what their own status is in regards to whether they are testing positive or negative for uh, COVID-19. Right, and there's been the issues in the past few days of testing being delayed or not answered like the results weren't even coming in so it, it puts the teams and the players in a tough position because the teams need to practice like they understand that they have a really small window to get ready for a unique 60 game season and so every practice every day is valuable but at the same time if they don't have those results in they really feel like they can't practice so it puts them in a tough situation do they go with you know preparing for the season or do, the, do they go with the ethical decision of sitting everyone out until they get those results in. And ultimately, I'm, I'm worried it's going to come down to how long can they last. Like, if there's a team that's that their results are delayed three or four days, are they going to cancel practice for three or four days? Or are they going to cancel for a day or two and then say, you know what, we have to get back on the field, let's go for this. Um, and at that same time, that could put players in a tough position because I could see, if you know, if it keeps happening, if, if test results keep getting delayed, I could definitely see... Um, players opting out of the season just because of the uncertainty you know we're obviously seeing that testing isn't going as it was supposed to and players were assured that testing would be smooth and you know successful and it would it would keep the season uh you know keep it would make the season work so if they can't have that reliable testing and they can't count on the league to get the test results in when they needed to be turned in then i would not be surprised if uh, several players opt out and cite that specific issue yeah, and even some of the players that are actually able to get their test results back, uh, some of them are it's going negative, positive, negative, positive, back and forth. So they're it's really hard for them to get an idea of where they stand because maybe the tests aren't even necessarily being processed correctly, or there's maybe false positives getting sprinkled in there, which delays the entire thing. And that just seems like that's a major issue that they're having right now. And <clears throat> something else that I've tweeted the other day was if they're having this hard of a time where all of the teams are stationary in one spot getting testing to get to you know working and off the ground how are they actually going to be able to get this going and working when teams are traveling right travel i mean i know travel is going to be limited this year because they're playing those regional those regional games but like you i i mean you 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 said it exactly as how how i would have said it is if those teams can't even get you know, test results when they were promised. How are they going to be able to fly from city to city, continue to get tested while they're in different cities, and get those results, stay safe and stay healthy? It really, things need to uh, change and be improved fast because we can't just be, you know, wishing, we can't be hoping, waiting for luck during the season. Players and teams need to know that they will get their, they, that, you know, things will go smooth because, like I said, if that doesn't happen, there's going to be no season. And if there is a season, but that's still happening, players are definitely going to opt out. It's going to change the entire course of the season. So, you know, Major League Baseball needs to get their act together there. 
Yeah, and there's also the issue of Toronto. I mean, they're in a different country, and so they have a, a different set of circumstances in regards to quarantining and how things are going to work with that. I mean, if players are going to be allowed to just travel across uh, international uh, you know, borders and not have to follow, you know, quarantine restrictions and guidelines, it seems like that's not going to sit well with the average person in Canada. Yeah, and I, you, you bring up a good point there just in terms of, uh, you know, having that that second issue because I know several sports leagues want to expand and obviously the coronavirus is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, hopefully. But, uh, yeah. you know, if if they can't, you know, expanding to other countries seems like a good thing. But then again, in situations like these where there's lockdowns, you know, teams or leagues like the NFL are going to thrive because, you know, they, um, for the obvious reason that they are in one country under the same federal uh, laws. So, um, but then going back to Toronto specifically, if, if things get worse, either in Toronto or in America, and, you know, Toronto, I believe, has the right to take back what they said. They allowed the Blue Jays, they're allowing teams to travel to Toronto and the Blue Jays to travel out of But if things get worse in one of those two countries, then I would not be surprised to see Canada say, you know what, we're going to take this back. We need everyone back in our in Canada. Everyone from America, go back to America until the testing you know, gets better, until results look, look not as bleak. And that will obviously hurt the baseball season so much at that point. I would think the Blue Jay or Major League Baseball would desperately try to find an alternate home for the Blue Jays, but if they're not letting the, the team out of the country, I don't know how that would all work. So that's something that needs to be, uh, I guess, monitored too. Yeah, and something we we touched on briefly is players opting out. Uh, so far, there's been a handful guys like Mike Leake, Felix Hernandez, Nick Markakis. Uh, you know, David Price is probably one of the, I guess, higher profile guys that is that has opted out. But there's one player in particular who is unsure if he's going to play or opt out this season. That's Mike Trout. And some people have criticized him for that. And I I pretty much bashed anyone who's criticizing Mike Trout for looking out for his family and his own health and safety. But I feel we're really close to seeing just like another wave or group of people saying, I just don't feel comfortable playing right now. Well, right. I mean, it's 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 Mike Trout. It's the face of baseball. If he's uncertain, then other players are going to follow, and they're going to say they're uncertain just because they, they you know they trust him. He's not just a great athlete, but he knows you know he since he's a great athlete and a role model for baseball. He knows what's happening around the league. He knows what's to be expected of him, and he knows what's to be expected of other players. So he is you know he's not an expert in health or anything, but he still knows what's gonna you know not where things are going to go from here in terms of testing, but just what could happen if he opts in or what happens if he opts out. So if he does opt out, then players are definitely going to follow because they just trust his his outlook, I guess, on the entire league. Yeah. Uh, as, as time gets you know going on, as it's going on, as we get closer to when the season's supposed to start, I just feel less and less optimistic that it's actually going to get off the ground and going just because of how many obstacles they're facing now and how many, what obstacles we're about to run into that we don't even know yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel in regards to a season actually starting or even finishing. So where, where, where are you sitting on that? I mean, I'm optimistic. I know there's people out there who are saying just cancel the season. Um, I totally agree with that decision if, if you know the numbers start to get worse. But I think we have to give it a few more days, a few more batches of testing 
see if those if those positive numbers are going up because people need to remember that the the, the tests that are being reported now you can have coronavirus for two weeks so if they were tested you know July third that means that they could have got coronavirus uh, like June June nineteenth which was way before camp so they they need to wait a few more days to see if players are getting positive if they're if they're testing positive or if they're getting it in camp or if they got coronavirus from before camp. And if the numbers show that it's happening during camp, then I think things need to be shut down immediately. Yeah, and I think we're about to get another... I think there's a possibility for just another group of players testing positive just because of this past weekend was July 4th. Notably, Franmil Reyes was at a party not wearing a mask, and he essentially got... Uh, banished for a couple days from the Cleveland clubhouse and not be able to participate to make sure he was testing negative. Now, whether or not he will test positive later is uh, that's yet to be seen. But all it takes is you know one player to do something like what Reyes did, attend a, a function or attended that uh, July Fourth uh, party or get together, not wearing a mask, not being safe, and he could possibly spread it to his entire team. Yeah, it, it takes one one you know mistake like that. It, it players need to be you know being smart during these times, and we've all you know not just athletes but just the general public has been living under these new rules for months, and we know that you know things aren't going to be normal. Things we're we're not going to be able to do the things we want. We have to sacrifice things if we want the the numbers to turn around, everyone to get better. Sports to come back, even I hate to use that as a last resort, but if people want sports to come back, wear a mask. I mean, it, it, there's a lot that could go wrong with one simple mistake. So uh, everyone, players, public, everyone needs to be cautious of that, for sure. Yeah, and speaking of, of Cleveland, uh, <clears throat> they're making the headlines uh, for some controversial reasons, and that's been their, their name. It's been an issue for a long time. Uh, I think people have been essentially turned their, you know, their shoulder away from the issue. Uh, it's been, as long as I can remember, uh, a point of, you know, discussion uh, or debate or a hot topic, uh, you know, mu- much like the Washington football franchise. But Cleveland seems like they're going to get a new name. Um, it seems like some of the names they're suggesting are okay. Some are just flat out bad. Um you know, you have, you know, some of the names like Spiders, uh, you know, Buckeyes, uh, Wild Things. Those are some of the favorites, according to betonline.ag. Uh, there are some other ones uh, like the Naps, which is a throwback to what they were over 100 years ago. Uh, another name would be the Dobies. Uh, one is Fellers. Uh, is there any particular one that you like, I like this one, or is there one that's like, wow, that's just really terrible? Well, in terms of ones that I like, I know it's the it's the leading favorite right now, but I like spiders. I mean, I, I and that's not just the name, but I've seen the mock-ups of different uh, uniform combos, logos, and they just look really cool. Not, you know, it's not intimidating, but Major League Baseball team names aren't intimidating right now. They're cool. They're unique. And I think spiders could uh, could fit that. In terms of ones I don't like, I'm just looking at this list from the from Bet Online, probably one of the same ones that you were looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue socks blue socks i mean what uh you know naps would be cool because it's a it's you know it has that history but at the same time it's a it's it's not really a right the the right name for a sports team 
if you know what I'm saying. So uh, that would be one I would say probably to avoid. Again, it has good history, but I just don't think it'll work out uh, in the long run. So spiders would be cool. Buckeyes would be neat for sure. I don't know how that would how that would all go down, but uh, I guess spiders would be my be my favorite right now. But there, I mean, there's endless possibilities. All it takes is one person to have this this sudden cool idea, mm-hmm. and all it needs is the the public's approval for it to really take off and become a favorite. So things could change really fast. But yeah, right now spiders would be my go-to. Well, there's there's some there's two things I want to uh, uh, address with these. Uh, one is it's important to take into uh, consideration how the not necessarily how the media but how how headlines will be written uh in regards to the name uh spiders if they lose you know oh they stomped out the spiders they smashed the spiders they you know do something essentially what you do when you kill a spider in your house uh at naps while it's cool uh if they blow a lead it'd be naps fall asleep and blow yeah. lead in ninth or something like that mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know just something to consider uh is I know naps isn't like for falling asleep. It's you know for a player that played over a hundred years ago. But you, you can see how the headline can just write itself. But Buckeyes is an interesting one, and I think this is a discussion that needs to be had because not only is there the potential you know trademark licensing issue besides all of that with all of these names and you know with the the college that plays down in Columbus, you know Ohio State. Uh, Buckeyes was the name of a team that played. Um, in Cleveland, but it was a team that existed because of segregation. I don't necessarily feel right or comfortable like that. It would have to be a, a very lengthy conversation to, or you know, just it would have to be well thought out. Besides, just oh, that was a team that played here once. Right. There's a lot of you know conversations that need to go on, and if there's going to be controversy, honestly. I feel like it just needs to be avoided. That's that's a PR nightmare that no one wants to get into. Um, you know, a team, sh- a name shouldn't be excluded just because of, you know, solely because of its history. But in a case like this, especially coming from the name Indians, like you know, when you're when you're changing from a name that was already controversial, um, perhaps just sticking with a name that you know the public loves and that doesn't have that controversy with it is probably the right choice. Uh, and then of course, Ohio State Buckeyes uh, has a whole. You know that 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 uh, overlap, I guess, of what would happen if a major league baseball team was named after that. You know, I just think Buckeyes is probably uh, should be avoided for yeah. several reasons. Yeah, uh, one name I want to get your opinion on this one. Uh, one name that a lot of people have, it's not on this list, uh, but have you know trying to pivot to is is tribe, and I think that's there was a time where I thought, yeah, just do that, but then you know. I wrote about it the other day, and I realized over time that it's it's like just a, a sidestep, and you're still inviting some of the not necessarily, you know, correct imagery or you know stuff that will come with the name tribe when you're going from Indians to tribe. Right, and I, I get the the idea of having it being an improvement. I mean, you're no longer calling them Indians; you're calling them tribe, which is a group. You know, it it fits with. The idea of a baseball team, a group, a squad, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you're right; it's a it's another sidestep. And like I said, if it's still going to be controversial, I, I I don't see them, you know, sticking with that. I think they're either going to make no improvement and stick with the name Indians, or they'll make an improvement that you know is completely uh, free of controversy. So uh, I I've, I know I've personally, when I'm writing tweets or articles, 
I will refer to them as the tribe because I don't want to get repetitive with saying Indians a million times in a paragraph or something. But, um, you know, I don't I don't think it should be their permanent name. Yeah. I, the, you know, the only issue I see is that with with tribe or if they were to use that as its name, it's people are still going to show up wearing headdresses or feathers in their hair and. You know, they're still going to bring Chief Wahoo-related material or hats or the giant cardboard cutouts or, you know, the few jackasses that show up in, in red face, which is completely right. unacceptable. Uh, if And like you said, if it's going to bring controversy, just avoid it altogether. And I think that's a name that should be avoided altogether. And I believe I saw that it's not even under consideration. So as much as fans want that to be their new name, it doesn't seem like it's a realistic option. Yeah, I think that's... That's probably for the better. Um, there's, like I said, there's so many great, great options out there that don't have controversy. That, you know, it it might not be a fan favorite that they stick with, that they go with. It might, but as long as it doesn't have controversy, I think they'll be in the clear. And I know fans are upset. You know, there's there's some fans out there. There's a big divide right now. You know, either people want the name to be changed or people say it should be kept. Um, you know, I've seen arguments saying, "Oh, people are soft. Leave the name." Um, and then on the other side, saying, "Obviously, this needs." be changed for obvious reasons seems like there's no middle ground so uh so no. personally i hope i hope i hope the front office makes that decision to or you know front office ownership group makes that decision to change the name because i think that'll just be best and i honestly think the people who are really upset with the name change i've seen people saying you know i'm not going to watch the team play anymore first of all if that's the case you're not a fan of the team second of all i you know those those that's a, that's a lot of uh, you know argument they're they're probably saying that but they will watch the team if the name gets changed so i think ultimately people will get over it after a few months a year maybe two years and accept the the change for what it is yeah and i definitely agree with that and like you said no middle ground and, and if you go to uh one of the worst places for any type of sports related stuff is facebook and it's usually the worst and the indians facebook feed is the absolute worst it's a complete toxic waste dump of nonsense um uh to be blunt um <laughs> uh there's there's two names on this list i wanted uh to bring up real quick and i want them to avoid and i, I think it's important that uh <clears throat> people are aware about this but rocks and rockers it's it, those are two names that people are like oh look it's rock and roll hall of fame there's more to cleveland than the rock and roll hall of fame Okay. Uh, besides the fact that rocks and you know Rockies already exist, and rockers and Rockies would be you know too similar, uh, rockers also being a WNBA team. But there's more to Cleveland than rock than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, if I can tell you right now, people are so sick of every single time something comes to Cleveland that the first logo that comes up with is a guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know it, when the All Star Game logo came out, everyone's just like, oh, a guitar, original. Right. You know, when the NFL draft's coming here, uh, you know, I I bet you pretty pretty good odds that it's going to be a guitar logo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or it's going to be nonstop shots of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It, it's just <laughs> how it is, and it, it seems like it's the first thing that someone thought of. Just like, yes, let's go there, Rock Hall. But, yeah, yeah. I I definitely think they should do something that's uh, you know traditional to Cleveland. And that's something that actually needs to be brought up with the name Spiders. I don't think that, I mean, I don't, other than uh, there being the Cleveland Spiders baseball team back in the late 1800s, I don't think Spiders has much to do with Cleveland. So I think it would be really cool if they get something that has a historical impact, like you said, and obviously not doing it because it gets brought up too much, but 
something like rock, but obviously not that. Yes, yeah, yeah, something that you know ties into the, the community. Uh, one name uh, that I saw floated around was something to do with. Uh, well, at one point, Cleveland is referred to as the Forest City. Uh, you know, one suggestion I heard was just going full like soccer with the name, just calling it Forest City Baseball Club. You know, kind of a you know old school throwback. I don't know how that uh, works for you, or if that's interesting at all to you. Uh. I don't know. Personally, not a fan of that one. I hadn't seen that one before, but uh, I don't think I'm I'm sold on that. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I, I thought it was an interesting, you know, different approach instead of yeah. just going, you know, city name, nickname. Right, right. No, definitely. I totally agree with that. Um, I think that would be definitely unique. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd need to do some more thinking about it because it's the first time I'm hearing of it. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not sold right away, but perhaps I could be, uh, you know convinced swayed and uh and one last question about uh this team uh do you think if they're doing a, a name change they should consider changing the colors just do a full rebrand you know i mean um, how many teams are can you have that are red white and blue yeah i i i totally see what you're saying there i it probably depends on what they pick but if there is something generic you know that can be changed around with the colors um, then I think it would be cool to see something new. Uh, but at the same time, you think of Cleveland baseball and you do think of that red and blue and white combo. Um, you know, I, that, that's definitely what you think of when you think of the Cleveland logo or when you think of even that, that All-Star game um, or All-Star Week logo that you mentioned a while back that had red, white, and blue in it, I believe, with a few other colors. Um, so I think it, it all depends on the name. It could be tough for that, you know, that whole brand transition but i i 100 percent see where you're coming from there with the idea of i mean it seems like more than half of major league baseball teams are focused around that red and blue color combo i don't know i don't quite know how many but i would say close to 17 or 18 are are red and blue yeah and most of them have you know red white or blue or all three or two of the three it's just maybe if you're you know doing a whole new team name new rebrand you you do new colors too uh, mm. you know, just to be like, all right, we're doing a new era, kind of like what, uh, you know, the Washington Bullets did when they became the Wizards, even though they've since reverted back to red, white, and blue, or, you know, uh, <clears throat> when the, when the Seattle, uh, Supersonics moved to Oklahoma City, even though it's a total new team name, or when the Bobcats became the Hornets again, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree, and I think if there is a time for something to be changed, like, you know, for a color change, it's when you're getting a new rebrand and a new a new logo, a new mascot, new team name, stuff like that. Uh, so if there is a time for it, it's right now. Um, so it'll be cool to see what they come up with. I don't think they should change it just for the sake of being unique, but I think if they can find a cool color scheme that incorporates their logo, their, the city of Cleveland, baseball, just various you know trends and themes they see, uh, then I think that would that would definitely be cool. I'd fully support that. All right, one last question. I'm springing this one on you. Uh, if the season goes, if the season happens, we get a postseason. World Series matchup and winner. I'll say Twins-Dodgers with the Twins winning. Oh, okay, Twins. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, Twins are interesting. Uh, I, I think they could be good. Um, although I do think if there's a team primed for regression, it could be the Twins. Well, I, I completely agree with you there that be, I, on that point, too, because they did 
surprise many people last year. Um, I, you know, but they did add Josh Donaldson. They added some pitchers. I uh. think pitching depth will be so important during a shortened season. Um, so I think once they make it to the playoffs is when the real challenge will come. I, I think they should win the AL Central um, and you know finish with the second best record in the American League, and then it all it, it's it's probably going to be Yankees or Twins coming out of the American League. So uh, you know um, uh, the, the Twins is the the sleeper pick, the underdog there, but I just. I think they can make it happen, and again, one one hot streak, and that's all it takes for them to uh, to find their way to the World Series there. And you have them beating the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, that's you know that isn't isn't as uh, as smart of a decision on my part probably, but I, you know, it's it's not fifty fifty obviously, but yeah. I think it all it all depends on how things go. Um, I I'm guaranteed to change that stance throughout the season I will assume so uh, ask ask me again in a month and you'll probably get a different answer from me but right now I'm riding the idea of twins being the underdogs this year and uh, making a really really good playoff run god it would sting for the Dodgers to get to the World Series again and lose it would just yeah. be that would be tough and it would especially be tough you know considering you know David Price has opted out so that's one pitcher that they were probably counting on to mm. you know help them and they're gonna be without him but yeah, yeah, and it brings up the question of you know what do they? They're not going to tear it apart and rebuild, but do they then pursue re-signing Mookie Betts more than they would have? Do they you know maybe let him walk? You know if they lose the World Series, you know what is that stance? Are they going to try and get even more aggressive because they've become so aggressive in targeting players this past few years, and they're obviously stacked with stars. So will they will they become more aggressive? Will they become less aggressive? It, it all depends. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens if they fall yet again for it seems like the fiftieth time in a row. But uh, <laughs> that'll that'll be fun to see, see what happens there. Yeah, uh, got to tell you, if it's Dodgers Twins, I'm rooting hard for the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, no, I that makes sense. <laughs> uh, all right, well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking some baseball. It was a uh, <clears throat> hopefully things get off the ground. Hopefully we have a season, but. As I've been saying for a long time, hope for the best, expect the worst. Yeah, I know it's 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 hard to be optimistic right now, and I'm I'm it, it, I yeah I mean it's really tough right now because I there's just so much coming from every direction hitting us in terms of headlines and news that just puts it in this bleak idea of oh there's gonna be there's gonna be no baseball season there's gonna be no sports so uh, stay optimistic everyone but it's it's so tough right now I I completely agree. It's like every single day is like an infomercial where you get to the end and, wait, there's more! <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Uh, that seems like where we're at right now. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that one. It's, it's unfortunate, but hopefully things can get turned around soon. And these next few, these next few days will be huge for all that, uh, you know, the, 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 the aspect of it, just seeing where things go from here um, is... It's you know these next few we've been in, they've been in training camp for a week and they have two more to go so this middle week as they prepare for the season while still trying to stay safe and healthy will be will be really crucial for baseball and just in terms of the country as a whole this is going to be a really crucial uh, crucial month with everyone being out in public for the summer July Fourth tests probably coming in uh, within these next few days it's it's hard to stay optimistic like you said but. Uh, I hope things hope things work out.